Lance and Spiners. Nah, that ain't me, man. What? It ain't? Who is it then? That ain't me, man. I be chilling. Stop it. Legend, legend out here in these in those lands and streets. Now, come on now. Don't don't cheat yourself. So were you guys the same high school? For about a year. Yeah. I'm I'm a little, I'm a little older than Mo. Yeah, J well, you was a junior when I was a freshman, right? Or were you a senior? I don't know. Some I don't, I don't to be honest, I don't even remember, man. <laughs> when you graduated what? Oh, oh seven. I mean, 03, 03, I'm sorry, 03, 03, 03. I'm college. Yeah, I graduated 03. Yeah, so you was a junior when I was a freshman. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, go. it's been a while, though, man. It's been a minute. I just, I got to thank you for joining us and giving us your time. For sure, man. Uh, we really just want to kind of talk to you. College season is about to start. It's upon us, so we really want to kind of talk to you a little bit about that and get a, you know, get a feel for the landscaping. Also, just talk to you about your career, man. Um, you had a hell of a career from college, from high school to college to playing overseas. So we want to talk to you about that. Um, talk to you a little bit about this NBA stuff. I know you still kind of follow that a little bit as well. So we really want to just sure. talk some basketball with you. And then if you've got some time, I don't know if you had a chance to watch any, watch that Uzman and Covington or that Canelo and Plant fight, but talk to you a little bit about that too. I got you, man. No, no, no. We can uh, definitely talk about it all. I did not get a chance to watch the fight uh, at all. I've seen some highlights and everything, but no, I, I did not get a chance to catch that. Are you a fight fan? Uh, a little bit. Not 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 too much anymore, you know, as I've gotten a little bit older and a little bit more busy, you know. But when I was younger and had a little bit more time, yeah, I, I, I would watch it, you know, a lot of them and stuff like that. I see. Gotcha. For sure. Well... Let's start, Justin, with um, just talking about your career, really, right? You know, you being, what, All-State, if I'm not mistaken, as a high school player. Mm -hmm. And just talk to us about, like, being at that level as a high school athlete um, and what your recruiting process was like. Oh, I think it, it, it was um, – I had a good recruiting process. It was different, you know, than it is probably uh, – it was different but very similar to the way to the way things are, you know, now. Mm -hmm. um, it was a lot more what, – what's the word? Look for vocal uh, interaction okay. and whatnot, you know, because yeah. social media was not as – was irrelevant, you know what I mean, right. uh, you know, going through the, the process at that time. So it was a lot of phone calls, a lot of home phone calls, you know, with yourself, with your family um you know high school coaches you know and, and stuff like that but uh you know going through it I had a, I had a really good process there was a lot of mid-major schools you know that that recruited mm -hmm. me and ultimately Toledo you know really stuck out the you know the most it was uh the best fit for me because one it was close to home you know yeah. uh, I, had, I had a really good relationship you know with coach Stan Joplin who had a really good relationship with my dad as well and um and my mom uh, from the time when he was an assistant coach at Michigan State, you know, so yeah. to to have known him for a long time, um, it was a it, it, it was a good fit, uh, and also it was, it was the best opportunity for me to be able to play, you know, uh, you know, early in my career, mm -hmm. and uh, you know that's something that was really important to me. You know, I thought I was a pretty good basketball player. I was very very confident, and I wanted to be able to play as a freshman. So to go to a place where I had the opportunity. <laughs> to do that and to do that early in my career was something that I really looked at when choosing a school. Did you gotcha. ever get a lot of playing time first year, second year? 
I did. I, uh, to be honest, I, I started every game of my career, you know, so, awesome. um, yeah, I started as a freshman, played a little bit under. What came out the double, gate averaging double figures. I was, I was okay, man. I had, I had, Stop, a, I had you a, I had over a here career, being man. a little too modest now. <laughs> No, nah, but no, I I did. You know, I played I played a lot as a as a freshman. Played about 28, 29 minutes a game as a freshman. Um, played a little bit less as a sophomore, about twenty four. You know, I think because uh, we brought in a a, a pretty good uh, point guard as a freshman, so we kind of split some time. You know, and then I played a lot. You know, more as a as a junior senior. I had, I had a good career. You know, something that uh, I'm proud of. You know, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, down the line in about. What's that, about 12, 13 years, hopefully my, my, young, my youngins can have a, a, a way better career than I had. Yeah. So, Ethan, Justin's being super modest right now. He was he was the Mac freshman of the year. Like, don't let him all fool you. Like, give, give, give this man his flowers while he's here. The man was a, he was the Mac freshman of the year, I think his, fre his freshman year. And then also Justin being very modest about his dad. His dad is a Hall of Fame coach. Yes, he is. Okay, awesome. So very his cool. dad coached at LCC. How long has your dad been coaching at LCC? Oh, man, over 30 years now, man. That's actually why, I, like, I again, I apologize for being late. That's why, no, um, you know, I was late jumping on because I forgot because my dad's playing right now. So I was streaming okay. the game and I was okay. watching it. You know, um, they're playing uh, in a tournament up at uh, Delta, up in the Saginaw area. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I was, so I was I was watching that. Uh, but yeah, he's been there over thirty years. Yeah, uh, you know, like Mo said, he just went. He just went into the B Cam Hall of Fame this past. It was twenty twenty, but because of COVID, there was no ceremony. So the ceremony was just, you know, last month. And then back in two thousand seventeen, I believe he went to the uh, the National Junior College Athletic Association, uh, you know, Hall of Fame, you know, uh, you know, as well. So I've I've had somebody to 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 really kind of put me in my place and help me, you know do the things that I wanted to do in life uh, as an athlete, but also as a man, you know, and yeah. um, I've always known I wanted to be a coach, you know, because of my dad, you know, like yeah. a lot of times, you know, you, you go to, you go to college to figure out what you want to do and everything. I knew I wanted to play basketball when I was done playing basketball. I knew I wanted to be a coach because I got to watch my dad go to work every day and stuff like that. And that's the life that I wanted to live. Nice. You started playing, I assume really young. Uh, yeah, around five years old, you know, five, six years old. Um, it's kind of was inevitable, you know, that I had to play. You know, I had, uh, you know, like I said, my dad's a coach. Um, at the time, my uh, my older sister played and was a great star, you know, probably one of the, the best female basketball players to Your come out of. sister played at uh, Michigan, you know, right? Dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was at, was at Michigan um, and was drafted in the WNBA, you know. Um you know, my, my older brother, you know, played as well. Like my younger sister played, won state championship and played division one and division two basketball. So there wasn't and really too line. much that we weren't well, going to do. Family right you know? there. <laughs> <laughs> Ingram, Ingram's play basketball. Right. So just to kind of, as you made your progression going through your college career, um, did you, um, I'm not sure if they had that process where you could kind of dip your toe, trying to see like, okay, am I ready to kind of take that next step and go go to the league? Like, did you get a chance to experience that at all, or no? No, they 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 did have that, you know, um, not as prevalent as it is now, but you mm -hmm. still had the opportunity. You could put your name in the draft, and you okay. could go out. You know, um, you didn't sign with the agent. You know, they had the opportunity to come back if you want. So it was out there. I did not do that. Um, 
excuse me, um, looking back on it, yeah, I probably, you know, uh, I wish I would have, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to, just to get some feedback and see some things that, you know, I need yeah. to work on and, and stuff from, uh, you know, from that standpoint. Um, not sure I was ready or at that level, you know, mm-hmm. um, to do that, but to be able to, to go through the process and, 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 and get the feedback, you know, that I, that I need to work on the things I need to work on. It probably would have helped me, you know, in my, in my season, you know, for the following year and stuff, you know? Yeah. What was the uh, first pro league you ended up playing in? I went to the second division pro B in France. I played for a team called uh Saint-Étienne, you know, uh, I got there in middle of October um, and had a good time. I probably spent the majority of my time was spent in that league. I played five years in that league. Um, I was over in Europe for nine years. So the, my first four years were in that league in France, played for numerous teams over there. Then I went to um, the top league in Hungary and Estonia, came back to France for a year. And then I finished, uh, what's that? My last three years, I think I went to, I went to the top league in Greece. Um, and then I went to Switzerland after that, I believe. I think there's another stop in between there. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. I, so I, I've had a, I was at a, a few different places around the, around the world. That's one of my favorite things about, you know, overseas athletes are just playing sports at a high level period. You get to just, just that, that's so priceless being able to live in all these different places on the experiences. I'm sure you gain from living all over the world, man. That's, that's oh, definitely. Yeah, man, I, I got to I got to travel the world and make a little bit of money playing a silly game. You know, you can't really can't really beat that, you know. So um, what was the biggest difference that you noticed from playing like collegiate basketball ho- over here in the States to then going over and playing pro basketball overseas? Uh, it's a little it's a little more physical, you know, because you have to think about it, man, you're playing against grown men. You know, when right. you're playing in college, you're playing against 18 to 22 year olds, you know, and don't get me wrong. You know, these these kids and, you know, uh, you know, young men are, are very, very physical and very strong and whatnot. But you get over, you know, to Europe or to the NBA or wherever it is that you're playing and you're planning it. You could be playing against another 24 year old, but you could be playing against a 31, 32 year old as well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's a little more it's a little more physical. Um, it's your job. So I wouldn't necessarily say that you don't take it serious, but. Like, this is your job. This is what you get paid to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you take care of your body different. You take care, you know, your sleep regimen, you know, is, uh, is, is different. Um, the, way that, the way that you interact with your coaches and your teammates are different because it's a team sport, but it's kind of, it's, it's, it's very individualized as well because yeah. in, in college, you spend the majority of your time together with your teammates and everything. As a professional, and like I said, it's your job. You got a family. You got you know friends outside the sport and stuff like that. So you don't necessarily do everything with your teammates. You know, so you have to, especially being overseas um, and being a foreigner. You know, you have to be okay being in your bubble. Being okay, you have to be okay being by yourself. You know, and being away from everything that you're you know used to and accustomed to. And if you're not, you're probably going to struggle over there because it is a little bit of a, a of a culture barrier. That I that is a good uh, point brought up. Is it weird, like the language barrier between you and a coach when you're overseas, or do they make sure to have like a bilingual coach that speaks English as well as whatever country you're in? Some do. Some some are bilingual. Some are not. You know, um, <clears throat> some are like, hey, you need to figure it out. You know, but a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the teams, they have uh, you know, they're players that speak English. You know, so they'll help you out. They'll translate and stuff uh-huh. like that. And to be honest. 
basketball is a is a it's a language barrier in itself you know so that's a lot of times how you learn the language because they're telling you stuff to do and you understand what they're saying because you're on the basketball court and now you hear it off the you hear what somebody's saying when you're off the court you're like okay i know what that means you know but um for me it wasn't it wasn't as difficult because i went to france you know early on i took france in high school i mean french in high school i took four years in high school and i took three semesters in college so i wasn't fluent when i got there but i knew enough to get by yeah and by probably my second year over there i was fluent um and i didn't tell anybody i was fluent you know because you know now once they found out you know they want you to do you know uh speaking engagements and go to all yeah. these extra yeah. things and stuff like that so i didn't tell anybody that i was fluent but by the time my second year over there like i knew everything that was going on i could understand conversations i knew i knew slang you know like i knew i could go to the i could go to the bank and you know and or to the grocery store and have a conversation with somebody so um i i was kind of i was blessed you know and put in a really really good situation um you know from that standpoint so you talked about like not being comfortable being in your own bubble and i know you know being younger and going overseas like that did you ever have like these situations like man did i make the right decision oh no doubt well no doubt man hey the the first week i was over i went over there for a week like i said i got there season starts in probably august you know early you know like the first week of august you go there you go through training camp you know conditioning and everything then the season you know start playing games at the end of september so i didn't come i didn't go early on i I didn't get there until probably three four games into the season i got there in october my Mm -hmm. first week over there man i called my dad back and i was crying you know i mean i was like yo i don't want to be here i was like i was like i've been gone my entire life playing basketball across country you know playing in Mm -hmm. au tournaments and stuff like that but i could always jump in the car and get back home i'm across an ocean you know, like, I'm not comfortable. I don't know nobody over here. Like, I do not want to be here, you know? And, like, I literally was crying. You know, my dad was like, you know, it's going to be all right. You'll be fine. You, you love basketball. Do your job. Things will get better. You'll meet people and stuff like that, you know? And he kind of calmed me down and everything. And it did get better, you know? Um, I started to play better. You know, I started to meet people. And for me, as long as I got a basketball, you know, like I'm good. Like that, I, I was fine. I, as long as I was able to get in the gym and work out and shoot, you know, and play and stuff like that, I was good. But no, when I first got there, I did not want to be there. And I did not think that I was going to be there, you know, uh, you know, for a long time. But I yeah. loved it, man. I had a great time. I, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, if I could, I'd go back right now. Not so much to play basketball, you know, because that part of my life is over, you know, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. But I love the culture over there. I love the I love the lifestyle. They're they're very family oriented. They're you know you know us in the states, man. Like we're go 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 go. They're like mm-hmm. slow down, man. You know, and that was cool for me to be able to see a different culture and see the way that they lived and everything. And I I, I really enjoyed that. Did you meet people overseas that are like lifetime friends to you now that you still keep in contact with? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of guys that I uh, that I talked to, especially um, early on in my you know in my career, you know, because we were we were all young, you know, um, and we actually hung out, you know, a lot together. Um, but I got a lot of friends that some some are still playing, you know, uh, you know, over there right now. I got friends that are Americans that I, that I, I keep in touch with, and friends that are you know um, European that I keep in touch with. Now we don't talk every day and whatnot, but social media man you know i follow their life they've got families they follow mine and everything you know we'll we'll reach out i reached out to a friend of mine i played with uh 
you know, in France a couple of days ago. He um, one of the teams we played on put a put a video up of him, a tribute to him. You know, I reached out, say, hey, man, how's everything going? Your family looks great. You know, so you build those relationships, genuine relationships, you know, with, uh, you know, with people and, you know, hopefully you're able to sustain them. So at what point you playing over there and you like, I got this, like I can get busy now. Like at what point did it click? Like I'm about to let loose on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like I tell you, man, I'm, I'm always a super, super confident person. I've always been that way. You know, I mean? yeah. so I've always thought that, I was pretty good, you know, and whenever I stepped on the court, you know, I always thought that I was the best player out there, you know, and mm-hmm. you have to be that way if you want to be a really, really good player, you know, yeah. um, and like I said, early on in my, that first year, like I struggled, you know what I mean? Like I, I wasn't playing well, um, but I didn't change who I was. I didn't change what I did. I still worked harder, you know, than, than, than everybody. Uh, I was first in the gym, last to leave, you know, uh, always getting extra shots up. And I have to uh, give credit to, you know, my, my first coach over there. His name was Atlantino. And um, the, the president wanted to get rid of me, you know, and he stood up for me. and was like, no, you know, like this guy really works hard. He's going to be OK and stuff like that. And by him having my back, that gave me confidence, more, even yeah. more confidence in myself. Uh-huh. And when I came back, I came back from Christmas. And I had a really good game. Our first game, we were on the road, and I had 25 points. I had like, hit like four, five, three, something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that game kind of propelled me to have a really, really good end of the year. And then yeah. we went to the playoffs, and we beat a team we weren't supposed to beat in the first round. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I played really well. I played really well in the second round. Um, you know, and that's kind of where I was like, you know what? I belong. And I came back the next year and I had a really good year, you know, after that. And then, you know, the rest of that, the rest of his history. Nice. That's so, awesome, what you got, Mo? No, so I was going to say, so like, as you were, um, were there differences as far as like these stops, were there differences in the style of play from like being over in France to being over in Hungary or anything? Was there differences in the style of play between those countries at all? Yeah, uh, there were, but a lot of it um, revolved around me, to be honest, as I got okay. old, as I got older, you know, what yeah. I mean? as I got older and I had a little bit more of a reputation. Yeah. Um, the teams that brought me in knew the type of player I was. So they kind of. Put the team based around me, you know, I'm, I was I'm a scoring I was a scoring point guard, you know, and yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I shot a lot. You know, so they 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 under they understood that, you know, but they put pieces around me, you know, to uh, to make us better. And to and the coach knew the type of player that I was. So he kind of focused his offense around the type of uh, player I was. Now, don't get me wrong. I played on a few teams where it wasn't like that. And, you know, the coach and myself, we had to, you know, work some things out between between us. But for the most part, we always were on the same page and everything. And uh, but no, there were there were different. Different philosophies. Uh, every coach is different that you play for and stuff like. Like as I said, man, it's your job, and you know, so it's your job to adjust to it. And if you can't adjust to it, they're gonna bring somebody else in that can. What year did you uh, stop playing? Uh, two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, okay. two thousand sixteen. You were kind of like right in the middle of the uh, revolution. What do you think as far as American basketball? What's your take on um? how much the game has evolved just from even 2010 to now, as far as, you know, going away from the paint and the post and now it's predominantly threes, like a way faster pace, higher volume shooting. 
was that like interesting for you? Cause you were kind of right in that era of like when that was kind of taking place. I think, I think the rev the, the evolution of the game right now is great. You know, it's, it's as good as it's ever been. Um, players are, players are more skilled than they've ever been. You know, you got seven, you got KD who's a, Freaking seven foot two guard, you know what I mean? You know, you got Luka Doncic, you know, who's a, a really, really good, you know, point guard, you know, who's what, how tall is Luka, six, eight, you know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the game is is probably as best as it's ever been, you know, and it, it's because players are more skilled and we're not just telling them you're seven foot, man, go stand on the block or you're five, 11, six foot, you get to bring the ball up, you know, like it's a fun way to play when everybody on the court you know, can space the floor out and can knock a three down. Or you can have your point guard that's posting up and your big man that gets the rebound and is pushing it in transition like Giannis. You know what I mean? I, I think the way that the game has evolved, um, now sometimes I think there may be a little bit too many threes, you know, at times, but the, <laughs> the but the way the way that you know that is that that the game is the way it is now, man, it's it's a much more fun game to watch, you know. Um it's definitely and it's definitely much more fun for for everybody to play. Do you think it's for me? I feel and YouTube played at way higher levels, so you guys would be more qualified to really give an opinion. But I feel like defensively right now, it's like you have to be some of the most skilled defenders that you've ever been, just because every offensive player now has that you know right to move. So it's like you can't high be time being more physical and hand checks and stuff like that. You know they really have to play just off of what the offensive player is giving them and still try to prevent it from scoring. No, nah, no doubt. I mean, it's hard. Like I said, man, these, these guys are the most skilled players probably in the history of the game, you know? Um, and one thing my dad has always told me, man, like you can be the greatest defender in the world. Great offense beats great defense any day of the week. Every you know time. I mean? So it's the way the, the way the rules have been changed, you know, they, they do protect the offense a little bit more, you know, cause there's not as much, you know, um, you know, motion or freedom of motion, you know, you can't just, you know, you can't bump cutters and stuff like that the way you used to be able to and whatnot, you know, but at the same time, man, you, you, you can defend as, as best as you can, but if you, you know, you got a, a Kevin Durant or, a, you know, a Kyrie Irving out there, man, that can just do almost anything they want, you know, in space, it's going to be hard to stop that guy. Yeah. I think it, one of the things that I've noticed is that as these players are more skilled, you also have your big men that don't have that same level of post work that I think they had beforehand. Um, like you think about um, like the skilled big men that actually have like post moves and I can maybe name about, I feel like comfortable with maybe like five to six that I had like have really good footwork yeah. where I think beforehand you have m- many more big men that had a uh, better post work and better footwork um, down there. Um, so that's the thing I think that's the, that's a bit lacking. And Justin, you told me this, I even feel like it's even lacking like people's ability to even pass into the post. I don't think it's the same as it has been. Like, I think that even, even that skill itself, I think is kind of diminished a little bit. Well, you know what's funny about that is like we we actually our staff was actually talking about that about two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Uh, about post post entry passing. You know, how, getting the ball into somebody. It's a skill. You know, it's 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 a skill that you some people have, some people don't. You know what I mean? Um, now it's about knowing you know who you're throwing the ball to as well. 
But I mean, like, like, like we said, the game has changed so much. Um, there's not a lot of people that do post up, you know, and most people that do post up post up, you know, a foot or two off the block, you know, because you're trying to create, you know, opportunities in space, you know, and the game's just different, man. You know, it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to explain, you know, why people do certain things, but it's just the game has changed and, and, and it's different. You know, you, a lot of times you got guards that post up more than, uh, you know, your players and stuff like that. So yeah, it's interesting, man. What's going on right now? Or is, speaking of KD, is Brooklyn doing well right now? I'm I think not they're sure, six man. and three. They six and three right now. I think they got a game tonight. Oh yeah. Um, Lakers are like five hundred, aren't they? They. I can we talk about that? These <laughs> two blown leads that they had against the Thunder. Didn't, I just saw the rush shot like, like thirteen last night, bro. I was so, like, come on, like man. Justin, you talked, you talked, you played at the pro level. Like, how does a team? that is on paper and just in skill blow leads like that to a team that they and all other they should just beat them nine times out of ten and then they have two completely like blown leads late in the game like how does something like that happen hey you still gotta play the game you know like <clears throat> just because you know technically you're, you you may have better players or you're a better you know on paper you look better you still got to go out there and play the game you know uh yeah we 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 are we all put our put our pants on and our socks on the same way as everybody else. You know these guys make millions of dollars. You know, hey, you you not you don't win the game just because your name is such and such and such and such. You got to go True. out there. You got to play the game. You got to put the ball in the hole. Um, hey, and sometimes I, hey, sometimes you win, sometimes Russ you lose. Can't do that, man. Russ looks bad right now, man. Okay. The, like Shay, I, Shay, Shay was giving giving them work these those last two games. Like. Shake Gilgis Alexander is nice. He's a good dude, Like, dude, can, he can go. Justin, I wanted to ask you, actually, getting back to coaching, how – because I've heard a lot of people bring this up as far as athletes in general. When you went to coaching, I know you said you felt like you always wanted to do it. Is there a big difference in mindset? Because I hear some people say they can't coach or they struggle with it, like Kobe, for example, because, like, his drive was so great and his competitive edge. You know, he always was going to be the hardest worker, but it killed him to see – players under him that weren't working that hard do you relate to that at all uh to an extent but you know what my my first year i was coaching at uh, Alabet college which is a D- division three school uh right outside uh you know lansing really good school and uh <laughs> my, my 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 dad gave me um a little bit of advice because i was getting a little frustrated with our guys as well and he just told me he was like everybody's not you you know you can't think that everybody's going to work the same way that you work or you are, are going to do the same thing that you did. You know, you have to figure out how to get the best out of them and how to, how to, how to communicate with them to get, or how to communicate with them to get the best out of them. You know, you can't get frustrated because they're not doing things the way that you would have did them or the way that I would have did them. And that kind of helped me, you know, with that, because I would get frustrated because I knew what I would do in certain situations or I knew, what time I would arrive to a certain place and stuff like that. And when he broke it down to me like that, I was like, okay, I understand this person isn't Justin Ingram. All right. This person is so-and-so maybe they don't know this is what they're supposed to do. Maybe I need to do a better job of teaching them or telling them what I expect out of them. Yeah, man. Wow. It's a lot more than X's and O's. That's for sure, bro. That's a lot of doubt. It really is like a coach. 
is especially once you get to a certain level, like a coach almost becomes like a father figure to you, right? Like you remember how you were talking, mentioning about like, hey, you they put their pants on like the same way that they do, right? Like I remember, um, you remember Coach Brown, Justin? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay, yep. so Love we Coach go, Brown. we went to we went out to Grand Rapids, bro, and we were playing against Drew Neitzel. Mm-hmm. And we go in there, we like, bro, we are about to get ran out this gym. Like, we're there about to kill us. And Coach Brown was like, hey, they're the same age as you. Like, they right. no different. And like, he, he, even him just saying something so simple to that, I'm like, damn, he right. Like, Drew Knightsell ain't better. Now, he went off and dropped 40 on my head. <laughs> right? But I still had a decent game. I still, I think I had about maybe like 18 to 20 points or whatever. And the game was close. So we were still hanging with them. And we didn't have no, like, an All-American like Drew Neitzel, right? Right. Was Drew Neitzel a state guy? Yeah, yeah. he played at state. I remember him. Uh, and see that killed me, though, was like the whole first half, he shot the whole first half, like, right-handed, bro. And he a left-handed shooter. I was like, come on, dog. You ain't had to do it. <laughs> Man, Drew was Drew could play, man. Drew was really, 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 really. He was good. nice. He was really good. Did he go overseas? <laughs> He did. He went over for a little bit and then uh, uh, he came back and uh, had an opportunity, I think, with the Mavericks. Um, but nah, but Drew was good, man. He was really good. Man. Duke really good. Yeah. Duke could go. So as you, I mean, because just at the height of your career, I mean, you were an all-star, you averaging like 25 a game. Um, at what point did you think like, okay, it's time for me to kind of hang my shoes up and start transitioning into coaching? Um. I had a son. My oldest son, uh, JJ, was two years old um, mm-hmm. back in 2015, 2016. And he was starting to get some personality, starting to – and they weren't with me. They were back here and uh, mm-hmm. they were they were in Michigan at the time. And, you know, I was over in Europe. They would come visit me every probably two months. They'd come over about two, three weeks and stuff like that. But he was, he was growing up, man, you know. And, you know, I was being torn. I was being pulled between my family and pulled between my job and everything. And it was like, all right, I love my family and everything, but I love my job, but I'm putting a little bit more thought and a little bit more effort into my family, you know, than I am, you know, to my job and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? It, it's probably time to come home. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like my wife needs me, you know, uh, uh, my son needs me and stuff like that. And to be honest, that last year, me and my head coach did not really get along a lot. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we had some arguments about some simple things um, and we just we just couldn't mesh, you know. And I'm, so I'm like, all right, man, I, I could be at home arguing with my wife. You know, at least I like her, you know, what I mean, like, you know, so I kind I kind of knew um, about halfway through the year that I may want to be done. You know what I mean? Uh, but I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. But when the year was over, like uh, we lost in the semifinals that year, and when it was over, I was like, you know what, I'm done. I think I'm done. Uh, you know, so was that I, scary I, I didn't look back at all. Ball after so long? What's that? Was that scary as well? Stopping for so long and that being honestly, your- it wasn't, man. You know, because I have a lot of friends where it, it wasn't like they told me I wasn't good enough or I didn't have any more job opportunities or I couldn't. I could have went back and played, you know, but I left when I was ready. You know what yeah. I mean? So like. I was cool. You know, I came back. I was going to get a job. You know what I mean? I was blessed enough uh, to get into coaching right away. You know, like I said, out at Olivet, you know, it's hard to get into 
coaching, especially at the NCAA level, you know, so to be able to, 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 to get in right away, you know, that was, that was a blessing in itself. Um, so no, I was, I was at peace with the decision that I made and I've never, I've never looked back and I never regretted, you know, making that decision one day at a time, man. I, I got to, for the first time in my life, you know, I got to go to sleep and wake up with my wife every day. You know what I mean? And like, that was, that was what I wanted in my life at that time. That's awesome, man. How many kids do you have? I got two crazy little boys, man. Seven yeah. and three years old. Yeah, they gonna be they gonna be ball players too. I hope so, man. You know, but honestly, man, I just I just want them to be happy. You know, do whatever it is. My my oldest, he's actually he he likes football, man. He loves football. You know, so if he if, whatever he wants to do, man, as long as he does it with his whole heart, man, and enjoys it, man, and has a good time doing it, man, I'm 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 fine with that. Yeah. So. College basketball season about to start. How's the squad looking? Talk to me. Man, we're talented. You know, we really are. Um, we're, we're, we're young. Uh, but we got some guys that, that, that can do some things, man. We, we can really, really score the ball. Um, you know, we're always one of the top uh, offensive teams in the country and definitely in our, uh, you know, in our league. You know, our mm -hmm. head coach, Ty Kowalczyk, man, he's an offensive guru, man. Like, I'm in awe by the things that he does and the way that I watch him, you know, learn the game and draw up, draw up plays and stuff like that. Like he's really, really good, you know, and I'm excited to, to get our team going. Um, we're long, we're athletic. Uh, last year we were top two or three in our league in defense and, I, and we're more, we're more athletic than we were last year, you know, so we should be a really, really good, uh, you know, defensive team uh, as long as, you know, we, you know, we really, you know, eye in and, you know, key in on that. Um, but I'm excited about our team, man. We, we start up on Tuesday, um, you know, at Valparaiso, who's a, who's a, a really, really good, um, you know, mid-major team like us. Um, so it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good test for us to start our first, uh, you know, first game on the road. I know y'all uh, had a guy that could like really go maybe like a year or two ago. I think he was averaging probably like close to 20, if not more. Marion Jackson. Is that what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, Marion Jackson. He was a starting point guard for us for uh, for four years. He is uh, he graduated last year, and he actually transferred to Arizona State. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember watching the game, and I was like, "Dude, can like roll, like could really go." I had a uh, my barber, his little brother played up at uh, Kent State. Okay. Um, Jalen Walker. Yep, yep, yep. Jalen can yeah. Jalen can score. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I watched a couple of his games, and when y'all played him and stuff like that, so. Yeah, no, we, cool. we, we, we've got a, we've got an opportunity. Like we won, we won the league last year. We won the Mac by two games, you know, had a really good year. We're 15 and four in conference, 21 and nine overall, you know, with COVID and everything going on, our guys did a great job of being, I'm not saying other teams weren't, but our guys did a really good job of being smart, you know, and, mm -hmm. and staying safe. Uh, we didn't have any, you know, stoppages during the year. We had one early on before the season started. After that, we did not have any stoppages. Throughout nice. the year, you know, That's so nice. we're blessed from uh, from that standpoint. But I think we got a chance to be, um, you know, uh, just as good, if not better, this year. You know, we've got a uh, sophomore guard, Ryan Rollins, um, who was Mac freshman of the year last year, uh, who's got a chance to be really good. Um, can really, really score the ball, shoots it well from outside, can really get to the rack. Uh, we've got two um, our two interior players are back, uh, Seth Milner. And uh, J2 Shoemate, you know, are, are, are really good. They both shoot the ball exceptionally well from the outside. Um, and, uh, you know, Seth's a, 
You know, he's a he's a six six undersized four man, but uh he's a load on the block, man. You know, he's really, really athletic. Um and like I said, he shoots the ball really, really well. We got a transfer point guard from Boise State named Ray J. Okay. Dennis, um, you know, who's, who's who's playing really, really well for us right now, can really score the ball, really, really defend it, um, and gets his teammates involved. And, you know, we, we had a kid sit out last year named um Raheem Moss, who's a football player, you know, um, had a lot of offers coming out of uh high school to to play high level football, but he loved basketball, you know, and he sat out for us last year. So he's a He's a uh, you know redshirt freshman, and he's got a chance to be really, really good, man. He's athletic. He defends. He's an improved uh, you know shooter, and he's he's a guy that's like a that's like a tick, man. He just gets on your nerves, man. He's just always <laughs> nagging at you, you know what I mean? He's he, he, he's like he's like that, you know what I mean? And that's what that's what makes him good, you know. And then we got yeah. some we got some 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 freshmen, you know, that that have a chance to uh you know to play some significant minutes you know and uh make a splash so man we got we got a good team so um as far as um the uh the conference this year um so because so remind me, i think who made it out of you guys' conference last year was it uh ohio, ohio it was ohio out. yeah because oh, they had the uh what was the guy's name he got drafted too. jason Preston. Yep. yeah jason Preston. Mm-hmm. yeah and he didn't You're even like he got into you guys in the match yeah so like because he got into basketball kind of late and he didn't even have any offers if i'm not mistaken like nothing too major I'm not, he had he had a different story, you know. But the kid the kid was pretty good, you know. He uh he 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 was a very good passer, you know. He's a, a bigger point guard, could sh- you know could shoot it, you know, pretty well. Um, and uh, you know they got hot at the right time, you yeah. Know? And uh, you know they made they made some shots, um, you know, to to to, to beat us uh in the tournament. And then they got in, they played really well, you know, and they upset Virginia, you know, and had yeah. a you know a nice run. Excuse me. Had a nice run right there. Uh, they had a good team. They they've got a lot of guys coming back. Uh, you know the the conference is it's tough every year, man. You know, um, top to bottom. Wow. You guys have U of D, right? No, we do not. It's uh so it's it's us, uh, Central Michigan, Western Michigan, Eastern Michigan, uh, Northern Illinois, Buffalo, um, Akron, Kent State, Ohio, Miami of Ohio, uh, Ball State. Think that's everybody. Yeah, I think. Bowling Green. I'm sorry, Bowling yeah, Green. Bowling Green. You're yeah, thinking yeah. about uh, Detroit's in the Horizon League. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So as far as just the the uh, landscape of college basketball, where would you say, or where do you think is that at the moment? Well, what do you mean? As far as just coming off of a, a COVID year, and now the that there's name image and likeness in place now with the athletes so like where do you think the landscape of it is just coming off of COVID and now with this new precedent in place like how has that changed the game um even from a recruiting standpoint and just the landscape of like um of just the of college basketball overall uh we you know i think i think it's uh you know i i think it's good you know for Mm -hmm. for college basketball you know because uh you know players have been playing for a long time you know, and they've been, uh, you know, earning a lot of money for universities for a long time. So for them to be able to make some money, you know, uh, you know, off of their name, man, that's that's a tremendous opportunity, you know, for them. 
you know, to, uh, you know, to do some things. Um, you know, we've had, you know, some guys have had some opportunities to do, you know, certain, you know, certain things. And that's, as, as, like I said, that's great for them and for their families and stuff like that. You know, you've worked hard, you know, to, uh, to put yourself in a position, you know, like this. So it's great that you're able to, you know, profit from that legally, you know, um, as far as coming off a of COVID year, man, we're, I'm just glad, man, we're, we're, we're getting back to some sort of normalcy. Yeah. You know, um, last year was different, you know, to, you know, to, to say, to say, to say the least, you know, um, playing in empty stadiums and everything. I was just about to ask that. Like, how do you rev up just, you know, there's, especially at a home game, you get a lot of energy from playing right, in front right, of right. your home crowd, right? You got your family there and everything. So like, how was that just trying to adjust and try to get that energy into your guys? Um, even though it's, it's an empty stadium. You know, to, to be honest, I mean, after probably about halfway through the first game, myself personally, I didn't even notice it anymore. You know what I mean? Okay. Because you're so locked into the game and everything, you don't really pay attention. Now, the guys can hear me a lot better, can hear our coach a lot better because there's not as many fans in there and stuff like that, you know? So that's going to be something that we have to adjust to, you know, um, you know, from that, from that standpoint. But, man, we had a great bench energy last year like our nice. bench was loud you know they yeah. were cheering they were standing up they're beating on the uh you know on the, on the on the scores table and stuff like that you know yeah so that's how we got our energy you know going and stuff from our bench you know like coach want coach wants our guys up he wants you cheering he wants you yeah. you, know, uh, you know yelling for your teammates and stuff like that so we were able to get you know up for games like that now it's, like i said it's gonna be different you know this year um because it's gonna be loud in there you know what I mean? It, it, it is like for a lot of guys, it's going to be the first time that they've, you know, played in front of fans, you know, because there, there weren't any, you know, last year and stuff like that. But I'm glad that we're able to get people back in the stands, get people back in yeah. the, uh, you know, in the crowd and stuff like that, especially for our guys, because, you know, uh, you know, here in Toledo, man, we, we've got, you know, some of the best fans, you know, in the country and they love coming out. They would have loved coming out and seeing our team last year. But they're gonna mm -hmm. really enjoy watching our team this year because we're gonna be a lot, you know, we're, we're gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch our guys play. Nice. Well, I think we got to talk about some of this NBA stuff this season. What they about like ten games in now, um, and there's been just a lot that's been happening, right? From the situation with Kyrie and the whole vaccine situation, you got the whole Ben Simmons thing with him and Philly. So, like, just what have been your initial thoughts about the season thus far? Honestly, I this year I have not watched a ton of NBA basketball. If, if I'm being totally honest, like I've yeah. just been, I've been very busy, you know, with with our season, with my family and stuff yeah. like that. I've probably watched. I watched the game the first night. I watched the first half of the Brooklyn game, and then I watched the second half of the Lakers game. That's probably all the NBA that I've seen. Now, I, you know, I follow the news and everything, you know, what's going on and stuff like that, man. But, I mean, I, I don't have a ton to say about it, man. Like, Ben Simmons' situation, hey, man, that's hey, – that's for them. <laughs> I don't know. I got to figure out what they're doing. I mean, that's yeah, – that was that's weird. between them, man. And, you know, and same thing with same thing with Kyrie, man. He's making a decision that he wants to do, you know. I Myself, I, I'm vaccinated. My family's vaccinated and stuff like that, man. But if that's not something, you know, that you want to do, man, that's something you can't force somebody to do something. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, you can't. 
and I want I do wonder what he's going to do now, because I think he was kind of hoping that the new mayor elect would kind of change that. Um, but I think the new mayor did kind of come out and say that he wasn't going to change that mandate for New York City, because uh, really that's the reason why we're hearing all this about Kyrie in the first place, because it's just a New York City thing that's mandating that anyone going to an indoor um, indoor uh public space or whatever that you have to be uh, vaccinated. So I think that's the only reason why, because you got other players that aren't vaccinated that you don't like Bradley Bill isn't vaccinated, but you don't really hear anything about the situation with Bradley Bill because he's not, he's not having to manage it. So I think it's just a, it'd be interesting to see what happens once, you know, now that information has been shared at that, that new governor or that new mayor is not going to uh, put that, uh, put They're that. They're playing well, weren't they? I mean, they're playing well. I think they're 73. They just won tonight. Um, one thing that I've been noticing, though, with the game is that, like, they put those new rules in place, right, as far as, like, how the player movement, especially the right. offensive player movement. And I have noticed that, like, certain players are not – their scoring is not the same now. Like, you look at James Harden. James well, Harden's probably averaging, like, 16 points a game. You think that's you know, a because I, I know he averaged like ten to fifteen free throws a game, like you know he was crazy. Yeah, and then I mean, you even look at uh, Damian Lillard. I think they said that like, this is the lowest that he's averaged, even since like his rookie year. So I think like so, just as a player, as you're adjusting to new rules that come into place, like how long do you think as a player playing at that pro level does it take you for you to kind of start to adjust to like new rules that are implemented? Uh, I think I think it's different for for everybody, you know. Um, I don't. I'm not too worried about those guys because they're professional scores. You know, what I mean, yeah. they, they do this for a living. They've always done that. I think they'll figure it out at some point. You know what I mean? Um, but it, it it takes time to adjust to different rules and the way that things are being called. So especially something that you've been doing for most of them for the past ten years. You know what yeah. I mean? So um, it, there's an adjustment period, but like I said. Those guys are probably some of the top scores that the game has ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That the way that they're they're able to to put the ball in the hole in different ways, they're able to do it and stuff like that. I think they'll figure out a way to 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 get back to what they've been able to do. You know, I, I listened to what Dame Dame uh, Lillard said the other day. Um, he, I, I think it was after uh, it was like after one of his games or something like that. He was talking to the media. You know, just mm -hmm. talking about you know. Um, you guys are talking all this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. quoting. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I'm not quoting him or whatever. But he's basically saying like guys are talking stuff. You know, about the way he's shooting and he can't do this and that. You know, like he hasn't been doing this. You know, for a long time and stuff. But when things start to, you know, click and you know get back the way that I've always been, I want you to have basically have that same energy and stuff. Yeah. Because you you got you got to trust your work. You know what I mean? And and guys put in the work and stuff like that. So when they get out of the whatever slump or whatever it is that they're in and stuff like that. Yeah, keep that keep that same energy and stuff. I'm not these guys know what they're doing, man. They're paying yeah. millions of dollars to put the ball in the hole. Exactly. Yeah, they'll, figure, they'll figure it out. The media's always quick to like jump on that though. You know, if some players playing bad, it's the end of the world. They want to talk about it all the time. Same that's thing. Really hot, you know. It's no, that's their job. That's their job. They, that's what they're supposed to do. They do a good job at it, you know. Same way you got to create that job playing basketball. Like we all have a job to do in this world. You know what I mean? Some people like it, some people don't. But you got to do your job if you want to feed your family.
Yeah, I mean, the news, it's all about click, right? You got to have that click face. So you got to have something to kind of talk about. But I will say, I think the reason why a bit of maybe what Damien maybe kind of off to a slower start is like, this is the first year that he actually played in the Olympics, right? And that's mm-hmm. kind of draining in itself, right? Because when you just had that expectation that you have to win gold, right? And then, so player playing longer, off, not having a shorter off season, um, I think maybe just he's still kind of getting a bit of his leg back. Um as far as just adjusting to like regular game speed and everything because he may have kind of waited a little bit longer to kind of get back into like game shape right it's I just a, a an assumption i don't know if that's true but that's what kind of looks like and even with james harden i think you know he had a slow start that i think they showed a stat that he was a slowest player in the league but it was also because he even mentioned this that the fact that like people forget that like he had a hamstring injury coming out of the playoffs and so he didn't have an offseason where he was working out he was in recovery the whole entire time right wow. so now did you ever have to just you ever had to deal with any like serious injuries that kind of kept you out for a while to where and then like what was that process kind of coming back if you ever ran into any of that nope i was i was blessed man like i i really never, wow. you know my entire career never had uh, any serious injuries that kept me out of games or out of season or, or anything from that. So no, I was very, very blessed. That's awesome, man. It's crazy because it's just, like you said, blessed. It's, it, they can just be freak accidents. Sometimes it's not even how you prepare or how in shape you are. It'll just be like, you know, a bad move. And it's just something tears, you know? Yeah, so, no doubt, man. Yeah, I just had, I just tore my Achilles injury playing outside. Oh, bro. man. Yeah. <laughs> Dog. I was gonna say it as like a joke, but I didn't know if it'd be like too. <laughs> listen, you I'm here. Pro career without injuries. <laughs> Just out here playing with these kids outside, like I'm like I'm like I'm in my twenties or something. To mess around and pull my <laughs> like blew out my dang Achilles. I'm like, listen, it's about time to hang these shoes up. <laughs> so, Justin, as far as like you know, for you and what your future is, I'm assuming that you eventually want to get to like that head uh get to that head coaching spot um at some point um when you and, and this is kind of i guess for me kind of having you kind of put you know putting this stuff out into the atmosphere i always kind of believe in like putting energy into things that you want so what is that as far as like your goal do you have like a timeline as far as like when you would want to become a head coach nah man i'm i'm, I'm living in a moment man you know okay. um at some point, yeah, that's a, the ultimate dream is, yes, to, to be a head coach, run my own program and everything, man. But I love where I'm at, you know what I mean? I, I love, you know, uh, working for my head coach, you know, Taka Walchick. I love our staff. Um, my family loves the area and, uh, you know, loves being down here and everything. Um, I'm just trying to be the best assistant coach that I can and help us win as many games as, as we can help um help these young men you know become better basketball players but more importantly better men you know what i mean because at the end yeah. of the day that ball is going to stop bouncing and they're going to have to go out in the world and be husbands and fathers and good citizens and stuff like that and that's more important than scoring 30 points a game you know so sure. just want to right now man just figuring it out you know what can i do to to to, to be <clears throat> excuse me be better at my job you yeah. know and if it happens at some point you know it'll happen but you know what you can't go out there looking for the next job because if you're out there looking for the next job, that means you're not doing that. You're, do, you're not doing your job at your job. You know, what I mean? sure. so I'm I'm That's living fun. in the moment, enjoying myself, you know, and uh, nah, man, I'm not in the back of my mind thoughts there. But 
I'm just working on, you know, trying to be the best, you know, assistant coach at the University of Toledo I can be. That's a good way to live, man. Really good way to live. You seem like you're just at peace with, like, the timing of your life and you're not trying to that's, – that's awesome. And, like, I'm sure you'll get there, you know. Like, it's like – that's just – it's bound to happen. That'll come to you. So what is it? I did want to ask you real quick, though. Is it like football? So you're an assistant coach. Are you more of like a positions coach or like a, is there something you specialize in? Or Well, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in basketball, you know. Um, so I, um, we, 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 we work with everything, you know. Me and a few of our assistant coaches, we, we work with the defense. You know, we're, I guess you'd call us the co-defensive defense, coordinators and stuff like okay. that, gotcha. you know. Um, but I work a lot with our point guards. You know, um, I was a former point guard myself, you know, so I work a lot, you know, with them, uh, film sessions, uh, you know, on the court stuff, academic stuff, you know what I mean? Make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing uh, in the classroom, uh, socially, you know, you're in a college campus, a lot of things going on. You guys have been on college campuses, you know what I mean? So you want to make sure that you, that you know what's going on in their life and talk to them about, you know, everything, let, let them know that this isn't just a, a basketball relationship. You know what I mean? This is yeah. this is a relationship that hopefully it's a it's a four year scholarship, but it turns into a lifelong relationship. You know what I mean? Hopefully, at some point, you know, I'm I'm standing at your wedding, or I'm I'm sitting at your wedding watching you get married to your beautiful bride. You know what I mean? Because those are the those are the type of relationship that we want to have. Uh, you know, with these guys, if it's just about basketball, at some point in time, you're gonna tune me out because because you know what? Basically, what that's saying is I don't care about you as a person. I'm right. using you as a as an athlete to help me win games. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I want you to help me win games and stuff like that, and help our team, you know, win games. But the the the, the biggest thing we want to win, we want to make sure you get a degree. You know what I mean? And you're able to go out into the world, you know, and be and be a model model citizen. That's awesome. I had two questions for you, Justin, and I think um, we can uh, wrap it because I want to take too much of your time. So first question is, is now that this um, name, image and likeness is in place, like, are you having conversations with these guys around like the financial literacy and like financial planning now? Because, you know, they have opportunities to kind of make some, you know, make uh, money off of their names. And I feel like that can be an important piece or maybe even like a selling tool to kind of help educate them on this opportunity that they made because I'm thinking like, you know, me kind of growing up and like I didn't get exposure to that when I was right. younger, right? About just knowing how to budget and you know, and how to make sure uh, you know, setting yourself up. Now, are you guys like able to kind of have those type of conversations with these guys? Well, even before all this uh name, image, and likeness stuff came about, those those are conversations that we had with our guys. Okay. You know what I mean? Like we we'd have a we'd have a team meeting and we talk about it, you know what I mean? But then individually, you know, we talk about it as well, you know, okay. and just like you. I, I wish somebody, you know, would have sat down and talked to me, you know, about that when mm -hmm. I was younger. Now I had my had my parents that told me about saving money and stuff like that, you know. But that was, you know, really, really the gist of it. Just make sure you take care of your money, save your money, have yeah. great credit and stuff like that. But nobody ever talked to me about putting a little bit of money away and investing and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know, from that standpoint. So those are those are conversations that we do have, you know, okay. uh, you know, with, with our guys, that's, that's another, like I was just talking about before. It's not just basketball, man. It's yeah. like you, you want to know what you're supposed to do. You got a little bit of change. You know what I mean? Don't go to the mall and buy seven pair of shoes, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like put a, put a little bit of, of it up and don't, uh, don't always just have it sitting in the bank. Cause it is making a little bit of money, but not as much as it should be making, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then the last question is, is do you have to sometimes lace them shoes up and like show them like, hey, like I still got this if I need to. You can still you catch know, this work. 
You know, we we uh, me and uh, you know our other assistant coach, uh, you know, walk off it. You know, we still practice every day. You know, like okay. we get out there. Uh, now we're not going for an hour, two hours, and stuff like that. But we we jump on the scout team. We go through plays and sets like that. You know, uh, you know, and, and it gets it. Sometimes it gets super competitive. Sometimes we just we just go through the mo not go through the motion stuff. But I mean, we go through you know and uh, you know just go through the sets and everything like that. But there there's certain days, man, where you know. You know, we get it going and stuff like that. You gotta get loose on them real you quick. You know, a little bit. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I try and tell them, like, hey man, you know, hey, I did used to get paid to do this. Now, like, this ain't an accident. Now, you know. <laughs> but, but in 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 their in in all fairness, though, they're a lot younger. They're a lot more uh, in shape. They're a lot faster. The game isn't like I told you. The game's in the best places ever been. They're a lot more yeah. athletic and stuff like that. You know. So I got to use my brain a little bit more. Yeah. There's certain places I think I can get to, and your body's like, yo, you slow now, dog. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Do you read uh, any players that were really cocky like that and, like, wanted to challenge you, play you one-on-one? -on -one all the time, man. I yeah. mean, we do it all summer long. You know what I mean? Like, our guys are here a lot. You know what I mean? So, like, all we, we, we'll, we'll go, we'll work out and stuff like that for, you know, 30, 45 minutes, and then we might play one-on-one -on -one for 45 minutes straight. You know what I mean? And play, like, the best out of seven or play – you know, best out of three and stuff like that. You know, we'll have shooting contests and stuff like that. You know, like, cause honestly, man, I, I don't think it's, it's not a necessity, you know what I mean? But I think if you can do the things that you're asking your players to do, you know, or show them on the court, I think they listen to you a little bit more because they're like, you know what, man, maybe this stuff does work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, oh, this is what you meant when you were telling me to do this or whatever. Or your old butt can get me with this move. You just showed me. Maybe I should start using it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I I try to stay in some sort of sort of shape. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't going to lie. It didn't work out today. You know? But, you know, like, I try to work out, you know, uh, as much as I can so that I'm in some sort of, you know, shape and whatnot so I can get out there and I can, you know, show these guys what to do. And at the same time, I do it because my son's about to be at that age and stuff like that. I want to be able to show him some things. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'm still somewhat young. I'm 36 years old, so I'm still pretty young, you know, but I, I, I want to be able to show him some things and stuff like that. And I like to talk stuff when I beat guys in one-on-one, -on -one too. Come on now. There you go. Love it. Perfect. Well, um... I mean, that's really pretty much what we had, Justin. I mean, I just really yeah, wanted to get the, you on, my man. Pick your brain, man. I appreciate you. Give you your flowers. You may not say you, but you one of Lansing's greatest, bro. Don't let them fool you. Right. Don't let them fool you, man. You a legend in the streets, man. I appreciate it, man. You know, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. You know, I enjoyed it and everything. Thank man. you. And, uh, and I'm just trying. I'm trying to do what you know. What 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 folks from Lansing did for me, you know, what my dad did for me and stuff yeah. like that. Just trying to help, you know, young kids, man, reach their dreams and reach their goals, man. Cause uh, I'm not going to lie, man. I've, I've had a very blessed life. You know I mean? I've done a lot of things that a lot of people have not done. And I've done every, almost everything in my life that I've wanted to do. And it's because of, you know, coaches and my dad and stuff like that, that have instilled, mm -hmm. you know, things into me. So I want to try and help, you know, that, that next generation, do the same thing. That's why, that's why I coach, man, you know, to try yeah. to help these young kids and these, these young men, you know, be the best basketball players, man, and be the best young men, you know, that they can be, so they can grow up and be in the position that I'm in and do the same thing for the next generation. You know? Man. And I know that's going to be such a great feeling when you start to get those players that are like, man, coach Ingram, man, I remember when you told me this, 
and you was right. Like I know that's gonna be like a hell I hope of a so, film, man. Bro. I I hope so, man. I hope I hope that not, man, coach, you told me this and man, it messed me up, dog. Like I hope it ain't anything like that. <laughs> 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 we appreciate you coming on man seriously i really appreciate your perspective and yeah like i said like your outlook on your life and like the timing especially how you're talking about how much you care about your athletes and stuff like that it's a uh, you're living the you know a really good wholesome way i respect you appreciate that man i really do man thank you yeah all right justin well we appreciate it bro all right man thank you so much me, man. Yep. all right night. all right all right to jay ing my guy yeah, he's a cool dude, man. Let me turn the light on. I'm losing daylight over here. Oh. Whew, man. So busy was Saturday, Jamaica. bro. How was Jamaica, bro? Jamaica was everything I needed and more. Yeah, out here you, living life. You were um just on like celebrity tour, your horseback riding karaoke. You were doing living. 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 Not playing with me. I was out here living. Yeah, man. So you gotta tell me how was the horseback riding? Is it good? Oh, horseback riding. So they had like two different parts of it. So the horseback was just like you just go regular on like a trail or whatever. Then we got on some water yeah. horses. Ooh, the fuck, them water horses took the fuck off on my ass, bro. I'm like this, like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> my damn shoe almost came off, but that it was fun as hell. Went ATV in. <laughs> went on like a bamboo raft did a rum tasting uh went into like this lagoon like at night um they had like these really like microscopic organisms that go into that are in this water um and it's a mix of like this a salt water fresh water and then something within the ground but like as you're going at night the water lights up at from any movement. Uh -huh. that's pretty it's awesome crazy bro i have to send you the video it's crazy um, and it's only like three places in the world. I think they said that they have it at, uh, but it's it was pretty dope though. But I had a good time, had some had some fun, and it need I needed it. Nice recharge to come back to reality too. Just like right, Oof. exactly, and then to come back to this fucking cold weather. <laughs> yeah, I Great. can't relate to that. But <laughs> <laughs> we're at like ninety here. That's the thing. I'm coming home for Christmas break, and I'm so excited to come home, man. But like. I feel like after three days, I'm gonna be like, "This is bullshit." Like, this give me back a bird. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking, that's weird. My first time coming back to Michigan is just gonna be like right in the heart of it, and be like, "Yeah, nah, man." There's so much I feel like we've like not talked about because it's been a couple weeks. So like, we got to talk about these fights, but then we're gonna have to backdate some stuff at some point because like, there's. Well, can a you, I wonder, can you split the? Can you split the video and do like? Uh, two different videos yeah definitely it's been a bunch of shit that's been happening though. yeah for sure my man for sure it's uh i don't even know where to start we'll and let's, let's go with last night since that's like fresh last mind. night is fight. oh like just shot last night was just great bro from the fucking canelo plant fight to uzman and covington fight like oh you saw that one too i didn't see the fight i was following it on uh on ig or on twitter um but dog just that saturday just was just a dope hat like yesterday was just dope as hell like i saw the canelo fight it was a good fight bro like it really was it was a good fight like plant i think plant just started to go away from what was working at the beginning of the match hmm. it, it was his jab and his movement and he started letting canelo walk him down 
Yeah. So all now, now at that point, your the four inch reach that you had, you completely lost it, mm-hmm. and then you could tell Canelo just had more power to his punches than Plant had. Yeah. And so it just it started to wear on him. He was, I mean, you should have saw his like the left side of his body. He was just ribs, those back shots. He was just it was red, bro. He was tearing him down, and then eventually he caught him with that, caught him with that left hook, and. That was a bad motherfucker, dude. Like, he, bad he dude. I, and it, you know what's crazy was that was the first time Plant had been knocked down in his yeah. career, and you could tell. So yeah. you remember how we were talking about with uh, that Fury and Wilder fight? We're like Fury when he gets knocked down, he takes his time. Mm-hmm. Like he's not in a rush to get back up or anything. He sits down. You know, like takes a breath or whatever, kind of gathers himself. He'll probably get to about like a count of like not about seven before he starts to get up, right? Um, Plant didn't do that. Like he got knocked down and he immediately got right back up, ran over into the corner and everything. And it's like to the other side. And and it was like, and I knew at that point, I was like, he's he's not about to survive out of this. Like Mm -hmm. I knew immediately. I was like, he's rock and he's not, he was way too quick to kind of catch try to get himself back up and show that he was okay rather than like taking your time, get yeah. yourself back centered and yeah. then get up. And I knew from that, like, so I think as his development as like a boxer goes, he has to learn how to like, if you get knocked down, like it's okay, bro, just take your time, recenter yourself, take, you know what I mean? Get to that count of seven and then start to make your way up or whatever. Sure. Um, so I think that that's just going to be in his maturation, but I think he can be like, I, I think plant can be nice. He just got to get a little bit more pop on his shots because Canelo, I mean, you would just hear Canelo's shots, bro. Anytime yeah. he was hitting him, you could just hear him. Right. Um, but was then, it competitive, though, like throughout? I felt like-, like it was. Like there was, I, like the scoring, I'm not sure about the scoring. I think there were some rounds where they were like, it was very kind of even. I feel like they were just giving it to Canelo because he was a champion, right? And that's what, you, like you you always said this, like you got to you gotta show that you're beating a champion. Yeah. Um, but it was, I felt like it was a pretty like tight fight, but just Canelo last couple of rounds, he was just wearing him down. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. went away from his jab that was working. Yeah, man. Those shots that he throws are with like conviction. Canelo doesn't throw for points. Like Canelo throws to <laughs> chop you down, bro. His and power. Dude, and he's so, so, so efficient. Like it's so good at hitting the body, which people go so efficient. The head pick, and he's like, "Now I'll destroy your body, and then you won't be able to move." You know? Yeah, and because you got to drop your hands at that point, right? Because right. Plant was also too trying to, you know, trying to have this whole Floyd situation going on where he got the shell, right? But he's just not—he not Floyd, right? He don't know how to completely like. And he was just tearing. I mean, he that whole entire left side, bro. You should have saw his back; it was red as shit. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's bruised. Like he was putting in work, but like you say, he's just putting in work on the body of dropping his hands and he just caught him. But um less aggression. And he was just and, and plant was letting Canelo walk him down. Mm-hmm. Right. Rather than keeping the fight in the center of the ring where he was doing work, Canelo would walk him down, get close, and then bang, yeah. uppercut. Like it was well, you know, it's interesting because you know, a lot of people don't know this, but Caleb Plant, um, is from the Mayweather gym. Like, so he's like been in that gym for a very long time. I don't think he trains there anymore. He's somewhere else in Vegas, but like, so he, a lot, if you watch him, especially his other fights, I didn't watch this fight, but he looks like Floyd, the way he tries to move and like the way he tries to defend and stuff like that. That's like the defense that he's learned, but yeah, he'll take punishment. if like, you don't do it correctly. You know, and he's definitely not Floyd. It's, uh, no, it's, he's a it's good a fighter. Head, 
I, I like he's him. Solid. I think he can be like, I honestly think that like um, he can be nice and he could probably like maybe kind of run that, that, uh, that weight class. He just got to work a little bit more and like the, he's got to work on his, uh, like if he gets knocked down, he just got to take his time. But I think that's just going to come with some maturation a little bit. Yeah. But he's also like 29. So I don't know, yeah, that's a good know how, how long he's going to be uh, fighting for. But yeah. Yeah. What did, you, what did you think of uh, Usman Covington? Covington got saved in that second round, didn't he? Or was it the third round? Yeah, dude. That, that was a completely different fight than the first fight. The first, like, I, I felt like throughout, I felt like in the first fight going into the fifth round, it was like even, like, those two are going at it, you know? And um, this fight, it seemed like Covington was bothered by Usman's power, like, early. And, like, from that point on, Usman was just walking him down. And, like, Covington would score a little bit, but it didn't look like any of it was really hurting Usman until, like, that no. fourth game. You know, like, Usman Yeah, he was, did. He did catch on that. What's the name? I thought he dominated. I thought that's Covington won that round, but uh, the rest of the fight, Usman just, you know. Yeah, did. and he, like, he legitimately got saved by that bill. Yeah. Like, he, because yeah. those who knocked down, like, I thought he was done. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, once I saw the highlight, I was like, how the hell did he survive that? But um, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't like that shit at the end, bro. I didn't like it. I thought it was, I didn't like it. Really? Maybe, oh. I didn't like it, bro. I didn't like, because uh, there's certain, like the shit that like Covington was saying yeah. and running his mouth about, I, again, I'm like, I'm like, uh, like uh, Habib were like, I'm not about to fucking forgive you. Bro. I got you. Yeah. Right. And there's just shit that you just can't you can't go on. And like, so I I do not like Covington. And I think it's just because of the, some of the shit that he was just saying, where oh. I'm not about to forgive you, whether it's about making money or not. But there's shit. There's a line that you cross, bro. And I so I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I totally understand that. Like, and if you look at you can go on YouTube and just watch anyone talk about Kobe Covington. This isn't like coming from me. I don't, I don't really know the dude, but they all say like. Yeah, Kobe's like a shit person. Like he's not a good dude. Like you know, like they're like all this thing that you guys think's an act. Like that's actually how he is. Like he's just not nice. Like and it's it's crazy, man. Like so, I, and I don't have a good perception of him either. I don't know. I think like, but I do think like he's a warrior. Like he will not. Yeah, I mean, so I think for Usman, it's almost just like at the end of it, it's like it's just like warriors, like you know, tugging it out, like shit, man. Like you got to give respect yeah. to each other. But I totally agree with you. I don't think today Usman's like yeah I think Kobe's a good dude like you know this fuck that guy (laughs) but that was but yesterday was just a hell of like it was just tough like that's why I like hit you up like hey which one you watching because I feel like I need to watch the other because like it's just yeah it was just I mean it was it sucked that it was on they are both on the same night but it was just like oh like it's just so much to do it was it was just a great night of just fighting you know what I mean like even that was a really good fight too dog ass fight bro it was, was, was I like that one the best that night. Like that fight yeah. was incredible. I mean, they were just they were throwing going at it. Uh, you know, I was the got my friend I was watching with, we were talking. And it's like you watch Justin do this shit. Like he's an elite wrestler, right? But like he rarely ever goes for submissions. He's he just wants to strike. And he's got such a good chin. Like Chandler was going after him, but like he went to yeah. just him, like, beat the shit out of him. Like he is an elite fighter. And then Khabib just manhandled Justin Gaethje. Like, that's just so crazy to think about, you know? Like, just, like, as good as he is when you watch him, it's like, dude, like, I've seen you get, like, ragdolled. Like, that's just much better Khabib is than everyone else, you know? It's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. But you got, okay, so now that we don't have any fight, 
Like, did you hear this mess about Uzma talking about he want to fight Canelo in boxing? Oh, man. Why? Like, why would you guys do that? I just don't. I mean, it, it'll be a hell of a money grab, though. You yeah. can't say that that wouldn't. That yeah. would be a hell of a fucking money grab, bro, for both of them. You know what? I take it back what I just said. Yeah, I totally get UFC fighters wanting to do these boxing matches because they're going to get fucking paid, man. They don't get paid that way. They about to get a bag bank. And yeah. then we got to talk about your guy. He just scheduled a fight with uh, Tommy Fury. Oh, yeah. Isn't that nuts, bro? I'm honestly props to Jake Paul, bro. Like, good for you. Like, that's... I, I think this is what we've been waiting for. Like, now you're about to fight a fighter. Like, you're about to fight a boxer, right? And then yeah. I think this is what we're preparing for now. Now, he, if he do this, then I like at this point, I don't think like we have to just give him the respect. But oh, yeah. like, I don't think because like you see the shape that that dude is in. Yeah, that's my dude. I'm going to be honest with you. Tommy Fury seven and oh, and he's been like a promotional buildup thus far. Like it's been mainly like, you know, journeymen and not very good fighters that he's beat. But he's seven and oh. And um I don't know. I would not be surprised if this gets like called off. I don't like or like or like Jay Paul so? or, or something like that. I that that's like I will have mad respect for him if he steps in the ring with this dude. Like you see, regardless of him not fighting good competition yet, he's boxers yeah, though. And he's a, from a boxing family. He's been boxing his whole life, you know? Yeah. So can, like seriously, respect to Jake Paul. Like I, I it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna watch that fight for sure. <laughs> I feel like you have to, bro. Like it'd be Insane not to. I'll I'll because what is that? I think that's in December, like December 14th or some shit like that. Yeah, I'm definitely watching that. That's gonna be fucking hilarious. Like that's yeah. Imagine if he wins though. Like that would just be like I like you said, there's really nothing like I'd be shocked, but I'd just be like, okay, man, like that's like props to you, bro. I'd be shocked. Yeah. If he be if he be fury, I'd be shocked. Me too. That's what I'm saying. I'd be blown away. Like I would have to be like, okay. Like, but did you hear people are saying now like he's had like no knockout clauses in one of his fights or something like that? I don't know if you heard. I didn't hear that. This isn't verified, so don't like take that as like faith. Like I, I'm not sure on it, but I heard like in a couple like articles or people talking about like on YouTube videos that like that was the case. So I'm gonna have to look into that more and see if yeah, that'd this, be interesting. Yeah, that will be real, real interesting. Yeah, so we, I feel like we gotta get to this NFL stuff, bro, because there's so much shit going on in the NFL. Yeah, Odell released. Aaron Rodgers over here lying. Yeah, he's out. So I'm much. Like, Derrick Henry's out for the season. Like I wanted to talk last time about like, like how much of a tear Derrick Henry's on. And between the last time we've talked and now, like now he's out. He's out know, the season. Like, so what does that lead Tennessee, bro? What's going on, bro? And they, your boy AP got picked up. He did, bro. He can play off them debtors. Come on now. <laughs> He's like, you can just make this check right out. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's playing tonight. I'm gonna have to watch that. It's gonna be, it'll be interesting. So yeah, I mean, so let, I mean, let's talk about Odell. Okay. Like one, I think it it needed to happen. I agree. What do you think's up? Do you think it's his just the system there? Because obviously they're a good team. And they're winning, but do you think it's like the system that kind of like hasn't allowed him to thrive like individually statistically, or do you think he's not the same player that he was like his first three years in the league? I don't think he has the chemistry with Baker Mayfield. That's yeah. what I think it is. Because I'm not gonna lie, I saw that video that Odell's dad posted, and it was like some very blatant things where he's 
wide open and he's not throwing him the ball. Oh, I have to watch that. Okay. And it's like, how are you not throwing this guy the ball? Yeah. Or if he's throwing him the ball, it's completely overthrown. That's right. Really- like now, some of these, some of those things in those situations, it's like he threw the ball to another guy that was open. Okay, yeah. that's fair, right? But uh, still, you you could have probably thrown the ball to Odell. I got gotcha. you. a better option, right? Or there are some situations where he was under duress and he probably just didn't see that he was open. And that's, I think that one, you know, those are fair. Yeah. But there are some situations where he just completely, like, didn't even look Odell way. That's very interesting. I'm going to look into that, bro. So, I, I don't see him wanting it because now he's a free agent, right? Because he got really. Yeah, he's just, he was, he's going to be waived on Monday and then he'll be free. And they say he wants to play for a contender, but now it's just like, okay, so, you know, I know there's been a lot of speculation about him maybe going to Baltimore to go play with, but Lamar, but I honestly, I've been hearing a lot of rumors about him maybe going to, uh, to Vegas with the Raiders, you know, they just lost rugs. So. Yeah. That's really interesting, man. We got to talk about that too. Holy shit, man. There's so much going on. That's, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think he is one of the most athletically gifted receivers I've seen in a really long time. Like, I really like Odell. But, like, it's been weird the last couple of years with injury and, like, you know, his lack of production. Like, maybe this is what he needs. We've seen people like Randy Moss, like, play, like, for teams that just, like, it did not work out for. And then he went to, like, the Patriots and, like, completely revived. He looked like, you know. Like he, you know? he just has to get with a quarterback that's going to, you know, get him to what's name. You. So, the Rams just released Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if Odell went to the Rams, bro? I was going to say that a second ago when you were talking, bro. But then I was thinking, like, do they want to mess that up? Like, they ha- Cooper Cup is, is the receiver in the league right now. Robert Woods is playing great. I don't know if that would mess it up. So, maybe that's the I don't way. think that it would. I honestly don't think that it would. It just – but now he's going to a quarterback that he knows is probably going to give him the ball. Rush is still going to get his touches. And so was Robert Woods. That would be interesting. Like, would you put OBJ or Robert Woods and like this or Cup? All of those dudes are like good outside and slot receivers. That'd be a very. That's why I think it'd be just difficult because you don't know where these guys are going to line up. Yeah, man. Wow. That's very interesting. And they just got Von Miller. Like, bro, they just see Von Miller. Like, I, I woke up four and four and now I'm seven and one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder how, like, he's another one, though. He's been injured the last couple of years. I, like, you know, his veteran yeah. experience alone will be a plus, but I don't For know sure. what he is, what he was, you know? So, yeah. See. I, um, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for Odell because I think he just needs to get out of that situation. Baker seems to play a lot better when he's not having to deal with, like, just the drama of having Odell on the team. And it's not that Odell, I don't think Odell is bringing bad energy or anything. But he just brings, he garners a lot of attention because he's such a talented, you know, receiver and everything. And they're like, why is he not producing? And then if always, if he's not producing, it's nine times out of ten is because he's not getting the ball, yeah. right? And it just don't make sense when he only getting maybe three targets a game. Like, why is Odell Beckham Jr. only getting three targets a game? Yeah, that is nuts, bro. That is absolutely nuts. So I, don't I think it's, I think it's a good thing for both teams. Man. They just run the ball so much. Like, uh, it, it's a. Uh, it's a very interesting system, a very old school system they have over there, like the Browns offense, you know? Yeah, but there's times where, like, you know, that's why you have the whole play action and everything, and you utilize that, right? But they're not. No, they just run the ball a lot. Yeah, so I don't know. And then your boy, A.A. Ron, 
like, okay, so I, I think about this in the lens, like the same lens that I think about the whole Kyrie Irving situation, right? Because I, Kyrie was just open and honest about what he had going on and what he was doing. And then you had Aaron Rodgers that, like, completely, I don't know if he lied, but he definitely didn't tell the whole truth about his situation. Yeah. Right? And and it's like, you know, Kyrie's getting this whole criticism, people telling him he needs to retire and everything for him living in this truth. But then Aaron Rodgers is over here telling, like, this little white lie about us, about his status and everything that he's been doing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I wonder if he's going to get the same ridicule. Yeah, I don't Kyrie know. Kyrie was getting. That's a really good question. Because um, it, it's really not been something that I've like really, like I know what happened. Like he said, like a quote, like he was immunized or whatever. And like now he's tested positive, whatever. And there's like, but I haven't really read really much into it. I agree though. Why would I feel like if they're going to beat Kyrie up as much as everyone's beat Kyrie up for it. And like you said, he's been open and honest with it from the jump. Like we can't then be like those same sports fans and be like, not have anything to say about Aaron Rodgers who lied right. his team at risk, honestly, because they, I'm surprised that he could lie about it. I feel like like it would have to be verified through the team that someone's vaccinated or not. Like I didn't know it was on the honor system. That's weird. Well, it's not so I think he they maybe the team knew, but they were allowing him to maybe kind of like in the rules a little bit, understanding that like, bro, if we don't do this, like he ain't gonna play this year. Yeah. And then we're gonna be terrible because now we gotta deal with Jordan Love being our quarterback. Yeah. So like maybe we just let him get away with this, you know, let him get away with like that's literally when I thought about that, I'm like, that's probably what they were thinking. You're probably right, man, because he was already on or like they were already on like thin ice with him and trying to figure right. out what was going on. What do you think the sport of that game is right now? You think the Chiefs are beating them? The Chiefs should be up. I last I thought it was like 13 to 7. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not pulling up very fast. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Let's see. Chiefs won. Yeah, Chiefs won 13-7. Any of your boys just lost. Who's don't. If you're talking about New Orleans, like we don't have to talk about it, and then like it won't be. Real. <laughs> no? Wait, why did somebody post to me and, and it said off week 35 Lions three? <laughs> <laughs> like we even lost, we even lose in a bye week, bro. Like, why are what's your opinion, bro? My stepdad is like beating the drum already for Campbell to be fired, and like I, I'll. I've already think I've voiced my opinions on how I feel about like coaches getting fired immediately. Like I don't think you like, can, it's not his it's not his fault, right? Like they lost two games where they should have won, but they just lost the set last second field goals, and one of them bounced off the dang uh off the post, right? They just it's just unlucky things, like right? Well, like the team is not a good team, so I'm not. Gonna... They're not, and it's not his fault that they're not a good team. Yeah, he has to deal with he has to he has to go out there with the players that he has. Yeah. And they don't have talent. The talent that they have, DeAndre Swift, he's kind of in and out because he's kind of injured. And then you have Hawkinson. Well, teams can kind of focus in on him because you don't got shit else out there. Yeah. Right? Like, you lost probably, like, your best receiver in Cephas. Yeah. Now he's out. You lost Okuda to an Achilles injury. 
So like they just injury, they injuries all over the place, and then you just really don't have any talent. And yeah. you lost for, you lost your one of the best centers in the league in Ragnow. So it like you said, they're just not a good team. And then people are over here talking about some. Can we go get Odell for what? <laughs> yeah, who's getting? Why are we gonna go get Odell? That's a waste of his career. Do not come. The Odell know better than to come to Detroit. He's yeah. always having a Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. He ain't stupid. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Detroit free agents from now on. I think we're uh, they and not that Barry and Calvin weren't free agents, but I just mean like I don't think we're gonna be getting any like free agent big time players that are like you know what it'd be a good idea to go play for Detroit. Like <laughs> I think we're gonna have to do all our building through the draft. It's bro. gonna have to, bro. You may get like some, like some you know, mid-level type of talent or whatever that can kind of help build around some pieces. But, like, this is probably one of the first years where I'm be like, we need a receiver. Yeah. We That's... really need a, we need a receiver, bro. Yeah. I, 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 it's just bad, bro. And it's, it's, you felt like Dan Campbell coming, it was, I feel like hopefully it's going to install a good culture. But, like, I, looking at the team and the talent, I still don't know. Like, a lot of moves have had to be made this offseason for me to even feel like, we're going to be a couple years away from contention. Like we feel, it feels to me like there's still like, we're just lost. Like it's like, you know, hopefully the culture's good, but as far as personnel, we're in shambles right now. Like it's not it's good. It's just not there. It's not there, but it's because we just had, we completely like depleted the team of any talent that it had. All the talent left, right? Holiday, everyone, man. This all going Marvin Jones Jr. Like he, he, and he went to the damn Jaguars and he, like he could have stayed where he was at if he was going to go there. But anyway, you probably want to be in some warm weather, but like they're just so. I mean, I'm not. I didn't have high expectations as it is anyway. I figured they may win like four games, so I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to get there. But um, I think I think after those couple of losses, especially that one to the uh, Vikings, I think it kind of just like it took all that energy out of them, bro. It like just happened. So hopefully they come out of this bye week with some fresh energy and they go into the you know the next game. Um, a little bit better energy and they can I guess man. something off, but I don't I mean they play the Steelers next, so I, who knows? Yeah, I I got nothing to say about them this year, man. It's just it is what it is. I'm not even upset. It's the Lions. I just you know it's the Lions, bro. It's the Lions. <laughs> That's all you can say. <laughs> I don't feel like when I'm Pistons aren't playing that good either, huh? Again, it's a, it's literally the same situation. It's a little bit brighter with the Pistons. Because they have some good young pieces, right? Mm -hmm. You got Cunningham, um, that's there. You know, Josh Jackson, Jeremy, even like uh, Jeremy Grant is pretty, like he's a solid player. He, the, I mean, it's not okay that he's the best player that they have right now, yeah. but um, you can see that there's there's uh, there's some method there, right? Like they're starting to build. The Lions don't even look like they <laughs> are building at the moment. Yeah. Like the best like their best part of their what's name is the old line, right? Like so that's good, right? But still, they it's, it's still a lot of work. There's so many pieces that's involved with with football or basketball. I think you can have a piece and then start to build around. I think they found that piece with Cunningham. Now they just got to start to build it out a little bit better. I got you. Yeah, I'm gonna try to go to a game when I get. I think the 29th they're playing the Knicks, and I'll be home that week. So I'm gonna try to go to that game. That nice, nice. Yeah, man. Oh. I. It's weird, like um, Justin said, I haven't, I've been watching basketball pretty sparingly this season, but it's odd. Like, I didn't expect the Lakers to be whatever they are, five and five, and they're losing games. And, like, Russ looks worse than I even remembered watching them 
last season, you know? So it's just, I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Do you think uh, it's going to take a while to figure that out? Or do you think like one of them's going to have to go at some point? I don't think they're going to go, but I think it's going to take some time for them to figure it out just because like they, Russ needs the ball in his hand to be effective. He is not a spot up guy. That's it's not him. So either they have to adjust a offense to where it's a little bit more free flowing to where it's like the Warriors where they got a lot of like misdirection um, and, and screening and cutting that's going to happen um, compared to just like, the, you know, that typical high pick and roll type of stuff like that. I think they could have to make some adjustments to that offense. But once LeBron comes back, like. I, well, I don't know what you're going to do because like, yeah. you like Bron needs the ball in his hand. But in order for Russell Westbrook to be effective, he has to have the ball in his hand. Um, yeah, it's a weird pairing, bro. It's just weird. I, I, I mean, I I felt like I said this, like I didn't think it would work, and they just don't have the. I would say this: Melo looks amazing, though. Like Melo looks good. He looks really solid. AD's been looking pretty solid. He does too. Uh, but it's just like those other pieces, like they don't like Malik Monk and um, like who was it? Rondo and Baysmore and. Badly. Like don't they do not look good? How's Dwight looking? He looks all right. Like he's okay, but it they without LeBron, they just look. But um, I know the Warriors are like seven and one right now, or seven and two. Bro, they like Jordan Poole looked like he's trying to make a play for like most improved between him and DJ in uh and Bridges, uh-huh. like. Miles Bridges is killing him, bro. Bro. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Like, it took him a while. Then this is like fourth season or third season. You know, it's like. I think it was starting to click, but I think it's because they're playing at such a fast pace. He can start to use that athleticism that he has. And him and that pairing with him and Melo, like, they, it just clicks between the two of them, bro. Yeah. It's a good, like, young duo. It is. It is. You know? So, yeah, this box office, like, people like seeing LaMelo and people like seeing how athletic Miles Bridges is, you know, like they're not just good players stat wise, like they're going to sell tickets for like a small market. Oh, yeah. Organization, yeah. You know? like, so it's going to be nice. But yeah, I'm not like the Lakers. They're going to struggle until Bron comes back and start, you know, they can start to figure some of these things out. But the Warriors like and it's not even like the, the Warriors. It like they're getting back to like they're what top five defensively, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like they're getting back to like digging in deep, and they don't like they don't have Clay, they don't have Wiseman, like these guys aren't even on the court right now, and they're balling. Does Clay come back around like Christmas? I think that's what they were trying to shoot for, so or before the All Star break. Gotcha. Yeah, it's interesting. I heard Jasmine balling, um, and then Luca just hit a buzzer beater the other night. I saw. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know how well the grit. Um, Maps are doing, but yeah, someone told me that like Ja's been like killing it. He's been on like a mission this season, bro. Like Ja, I would say, but you would have to put Ja up there with like KD, probably like Jimmy Butler, Steph, as far as like in the MVP like okay. like race right now. Like they would have to be up there, bro. Like they're balling. Yeah, that's so nuts, man. That like too, like how good the Bulls and the the Heat are playing. You know, like the, they're really like resurging right now. It's, I think it's mm-hmm. the Heat, bro. Like they, they've really like fortified both of those defensive t- teams defensively. You know, like the the Heat, yeah. really good. Kyle, yeah, Lowry, he- I like his role there too. Like he's 
He's had to take a little bit of a step. He's still like the veteran leader point guard, like run plays, but like he hasn't had to shoulder as much of the scoring load. And like, you know, you don't need to. Because Tyler Hero is, bro, and he stated this not too long ago in an interview where he was, you know, they were talking about him in that conversation with like Luca and Trey Young, you know, those guys that were in his uh, draft class, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I think they were in his draft class or he may have been a year afterwards, but he was like, I, mean, I feel like I'm in a conversation with them. Yeah. And the way that he's playing right now, bro, he's putting up like 20 a game, 21, 22 a game. Yeah. Like, he's, dude is balling. He's doing that off the bench. Right. He's balling, man. And then Jimmy Buckets is just a beast, bro. I'm a huge Jimmy yeah. Buckets. Dan's playing great, too, man. The whole team. They're just Like, they're nice. They're nice. And I mean, you look at it like, but Philly has still got the best record in the East right now, even with all the Ben Simmons situation. I just saw that, dude. Is uh, is just Embiid balling or what's going on? Embiid. And then, like, Seth Curry is just kind of, like, taking a step up and just been hooping, bro. That's Tobias for him. He's been out last couple of games, but like he's been solid. But I think it's like Corkmoss has kind of stepped in for him and played um, a little bit better. But uh, I think the surprise really has been with Cleveland and Washington. Yeah, both, like both of them, you know, have winning records. Washington six and three, Cleveland's um, six and four, and I think like that lineup that Cleveland has. Is insane, bro. With Markinen, uh, Allen, and uh, Mobley, like they all like six ten or taller, bro. Yeah, exactly. And then they all like mobile, agile, like like that's that's a hell of a defensive lineup, bro. It really is. Yeah, they've got a lot of interesting personnel this year. Like I was watching one of their games. Like I think Rubio's on their team now. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was like, this is wild, bro. Some of these players you see them jump around so much. Uh, yeah, they look good. They do look good. And then um. On the West, who's uh, other than the Warriors? Isn't there another team that's like seven and one or like seven and two? So, I mean, the Jazz seven and two, which I think people kind of expect it. I mean, the Mavs are six and three right now, right? And I don't, I don't think Porzingis has been really uh, playing last couple of games. Oh, Porzingis, man, my ship's kind of sailed on Big Bro. I mean, he played. Yeah, I mean, he had. He's what he put up twenty one and seven. He's a mom, uh, dude. I just don't have any – like, I wouldn't want him on my team. I know that sounds bad, but it's just, like, I don't think, like, he'd be available. I don't feel like he, he's just always hurt, you know? Like, I don't – he's frustrating. Like, if I was a Mavs fan, I'd be really frustrated with, like – Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. This is, and you know what he could be, and, like, just his lack of availability and, like, his just cold streaks he goes – I don't know. It's crazy. So, do you think it's a situation where, like, because – uh, like the situations that he's been in, he's ha- he hasn't been happy in either situation. Yeah. Right. Like the Nick situation when he was there, it was it was fucking it was a bad situation. Yeah. But now it's terrible. I, but like I don't look at like how he's where he is now. I'm like, why? What, what's going on? I mean, he don't get along with Luca. That's crazy, bro. That's so. And I'm not saying it's his fault or Luca. Like it's both of them. But like that's nuts. That like you can let that affect because like they're so talented like you guys could do so much together but i don't think i i don't think he gets along with luca bro yeah and i think sometimes it's just personalities just don't work yeah they can only be one european star on this team (laughs) like i mean literally justin said it though like right they both probably step on the court and feel like i'm the best fucking player on this on this team yeah and he feels like he don't like that luca and it may not be a situation where uh he, you know, he may not the situation where he may not like Luke, the t- the t- attention Luca's garnering, but 
but maybe it's just like some of that shared responsibility of leading the team. I get that, man. But like, I'm going to be honest, like, it was just me, my opinion. Um, Porzingis is never going to be the best player in a championship team. Like, that's not how the league works. That's not, at least not now. I, you know, it's like you need a co-star guard or, you know, really good, do it all around three, you know, something like that to be like your best player right now. It's it's rarely now. But isn't like, I mean, he maybe not exactly in the same breath, but like, he doesn't, he's not the same skill set, but he's almost KD. Yeah. But just not at that same skill set. But KD, but you could, KD is the best, he could be the best player on the team. Yeah. Porzingis, but Porzingis is just not that guy. Yeah. He's I, not I, at that level. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think he could be, he could be that. He definitely need at least a co star that's like right there with him. Like, and in that case, he's a center. So whatever co star he has is definitely going to probably have the ball in his hands more enough to facilitate. So maybe he doesn't like, he doesn't feel like he's getting as much opportunity from Luca, but like he's got to understand, like if he wants to win, then he's gonna have to play with like some other star that's gonna probably have the ball a little bit more, you know? Because yeah, you don't really dictate, except for Jokic. Like a lot of them aren't, you know, the primary yeah. distributors. So never yeah, know. what 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 do you think he wants? Do you think he wants to go be like the star on some like? I don't think it's a situation where he wants to be the star, but I think he just because of how much attention. Luca garners mm-hmm. and then also how much Luca dominates the ball. Yeah. I don't think that I think those two things combined, it just probably rubs him the wrong way. Because Luca really does dominate that ball a mm-hmm. lot. And it's almost as like it makes it kind of like the Porzingis is codependent upon whether or not Luca gives him the ball. When Porzingis is like, I can handle the ball my fucking self. I can go and get my own shot. But yeah. it's almost like they don't give him the ball to kind of sh- display that because Porzingis really can get his own shot, yeah, definitely. right? But I don't think he's showcased in a way that for to allow for him to be able to do that. Yeah, I think that's what his frustration is. That's got to be really hard, bro. That's interesting for me to think. Like, kind of going back to even like Shaq and Kobe. I guess when Kobe was young, they kind of forced him to give the ball to Shaq more. But like, maybe that's why they struggled. Like later on too, is like Kobe was kind of evolving and like wanted the ball more, and it was just not. You know, that, that's that's interesting to think about. Like when you're a center, it's very dependent on like who's giving you the ball and stuff like that, you know? So Yeah. Interesting situation. So talk about one last thing we got. I feel like we talk about like this whole Henry Rugg situation, bro. It's really sad, man. Yeah. It is. And um, but I really appreciate something that Derek Carr said. Um and he was like, you know, even in the time like this, he was like, you know, I really, you know, you know, my prayers goes out to like those individuals to the pay that lost their family member. He was like, but I also, you know, I like Henry Rose is my teammate. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and I feel like I know him pretty well. And he was like, as hard as people are being on him and, you know, he made understanding that he made a bad decision. Got to understand like he's probably harder on him. So he's being harder on himself right now than anybody else can be. Because he's not, he, it's not like he went out and like in, intentionally went to go crash his car. Well, exactly. Or wanted to kill somebody. Did he make a bad decision? Yeah, he made a bad decision. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was a fatal decision. But his, that wasn't his intent. No. Um, and he was like, and honestly, if I could right now, I would just go and I just want to give him a hug. Yeah. I'm he's sure. Like, how hard the media is probably just ripping him right now. And he's probably hearing things from these people, from his, you know, these the people that passed away, their families and everything. And he probably feels really bad. He's like, if I can just go and just talk to him and just 
give him a hug. I mean, he's a young kid. He just his career is over. Yeah. You know, his career is literally it's over. And it's like, now what? Right. And you know that he's not a bad guy, but he just has to pay that price. Exactly. It sucks. So I I totally agree. There's no way he intentionally meant to do that. It's just, and he's a young kid. So it it does stink. But it's like, like you say, it's like just the fact of the matter that he's going to have to pay that price, you know? But like, with that being said, the same way this is might seem a little extreme, but the same way like a seri- serial killer's family would still love that per like that's like of course I totally understand that's Derek Carr's brother, you know, like they're you know, they've been like no way like should anyone criticize him for that for being like, Oh, he's standing up for like no, you, you still love your loved ones even if they do something horrible, you know. Yeah. I, I but it's just them. like it because he was talking about his faith and everything, but it's just understanding the person that Henry Ruggs is. Yeah. Like he's a young, he's only 22. Yeah. Right, he made a he made a fucked up decision. It wasn't a good decision for him, and why yeah. he was going that fast, no um, one knows. That's the right? thing. Gets me, man. It's like the, even just the drunk driving. Like it's like what was going through your my hundred right. miles an hour? Like that's and that was on impact. That wasn't even like he hit his brake. So that was just on impact. That wasn't really how fast he was going. They said he was probably going about one hundred and sixty. So that was just that impact, right? Uh, but it. It, you, you know, you just kind of feel for him, right? Because you got to, like, understand it. That, like, Ethan, do you know that, like, most human beings, their brain, they're, like, their frontal lobe cortex, like, it's not even fully developed until yeah. about, like, 25, 26. Oh, exactly. Right? So you still, you, and we all did this when we were younger, where we just made, we know we made some reckless-ass decisions when we were younger, yeah. right? We did every, I feel like everyone does it. Um, it's just, in this case, he just made a decision that was fatal. Yeah. And it's just nothing coming. And there's no coming back from that. So, I mean, I'm not going to say that he shouldn't because I believe, you know, you got to pay for the things that you do. Um, but hopefully it's not a situation where this is the end for him. That's what I'm just hoping for. Um, that is just not the end. Um, but I do believe he still has to pay for, you know, the thing that he did. So, yeah, I, it's just tough all the way around, man. It wasn't intentional. Definitely not. But it's like, it, it, again, like you said, it's like what? he did led to someone being killed. And that's where it's just like, that's the highest responsibility right there, man. Like it's, that's something that like you can't really avoid. So it's, it's tough, man. That's a young kid that just like had it all and just threw it away, man. Uh, it's it's not good. Not good. That's just sad. Every time I think about oh, it, yeah. that is just like a tragic situation all the way around. Like, and that poor family, man, they like had nothing to, that's the one thing that bothers me too about people that drink and drive. It's like, the people that you're impacting is more than just yourself. Like you just killed someone that has a lot, like a family that loves them. Yeah. And I mean, there was a, the woman was in her twenties, if I'm not mistaken. Her dog died with her. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they said that Peter was coming. <laughs> I'm sure they were, bro. Peter's coming. Yeah. Peter don't play. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's sad all the way around. Right. Cause you just had two long people, one whose life is, you know, his career is over with. And I mean, good thing that he still has his life. And even his girlfriend, she made it out of there. She had just a broken arm. So, you know, luckily she made it out safely. But, you know, someone lost her life. Two people were injured. And one's life is just his trajectory of his life is completely altered now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that, in a sense, is just really sad. But um, hopefully he learned something from it. And I'm sure he's probably like, Derek Carr said he's probably beating himself up about it more than probably anybody else can. But I think 
Derek Carter is right in the sense that like he has to he just knowing that he's still loved that like you made a mistake um learn from it but know that like he, that family is going to be upset um at you but like still giving him some love in the sense that like uh we know you made a mistake learn from it yeah, yeah. that's how it be for all my family members man you know it's tragic but it's just is what it is it happened yeah. forgiveness is a hell of a thing bro yeah it's hard bro very hard but yeah. it is are you gonna go watch this game yeah i'm about to do some meal prepping and watch this game do some old people shit. hey, hey i love it growing up stuff big boy stuff bro i'm over it i'm over adulting all right my man well, i'll see you next week all right sir i'll holler at you yep talk to you